You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. I'm so thrilled to introduce my guest. She is Philippa Ross, and she is a human ecologist, an enthusiologist, a podcaster, an author, a life mentor, and an all-around good egg. Welcome, Philippa. Well, thanks for having me, Nat. It's an absolute privilege to be with you today. It's so good to talk to you. And I know you've been busy talking to people all around the country and all around the world as well with your podcast, which I'd love to ask you about a little bit later. But first, before we dive into courage, I'm really wondering, what do you mean by enthusiologist? Well, I've done, my background is a degree in psychology. So you've got the ology side of things. And I'm a great wordsmith. So I love looking at meanings of things. And uh, I don't like to put myself in a box. So I wanted to create something different. And an ologist is someone with knowledge. And as my work is based around energy and raising our energy, I have the knowledge as to how to do that. So I decided to call myself an enthusiologist. I love it. Name it and claim it. And I also love that you help people to raise their energy and their vibration because in the moment, at all at all times, but especially now, we definitely need to raise our vibration, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And as I say, all my although my background is in psychology, I've done a lot of research in quantum science and quantum physics and it basically everything in life is energy and so we have an energy system and it's about learning how to fill that out to suit the individual it isn't a one-size-fits-all and that's the important thing for people to recognize that you don't have to do what you think is what you should do it's about doing what serves you oh you are speaking my language entirely <laughs> i love it <laughs> Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask was about the past three years, you know, the COVID experience that we've all had, how has that affected you? So, you know, whether it's the wake up thing, the freedom, the truth, or just life in general, how has that affected you? Well, I wasn't directly affected, but what it did was plant a seed because I could see there was so much doom and gloom and despair. And I decided 18 months ago, well, I decided before, but I did a bit of research because uh, I reached the age of 60 to actually claim the wisdom of a crone mm. and step out and do something that would actually publicly raise and give people hope. And so I decided to launch my podcast with no idea really as to what I was doing or how to do it. But there's always YouTube. And for me, the courageous part was more really asking people how to do stuff and getting help because uh, I'm I like to do things myself. And so that was a huge, big part of it. Yeah. And the other thing was having reached the age and with I mean, I've been doing this for about 30 years now. So I have a good I feel really grounded in who I am as a as a person. And so I was able to help other people when they felt wobbly to stand in their own power and more than anything it's listening and allowing people to have a voice without any judgment I think that was really really important yeah well those two things are really amazing you know being there for people to listen and encourage them I mean I did you know I also I received a few messages from people saying you know I saw your posts 
Thank you so much. And they literally said this, you know, I don't have the courage to post publicly online, but I really admire and appreciate you for doing so. And part of the reason I did do so was to give other people like kind of, you know, you're not alone to give them the confidence. I wasn't like they should post as well, but the fact that they private messaged me and said they didn't have the courage to even comment because they didn't want the backlash. And that's really just a reflection of the state of how people were the social pressure and and the bullying that was gone that went on. So the fact that you were able to be a pillar of strength for people and listen is so amazing. And also that you, I guess, upped your own brave and you created this podcast, which is called Waste Not Want Not, which I'm going to ask you about. Um, and and just raising the vibration by talking about positive things instead of negative or scary things, which is what everything seemed to, to be dominated by. Well, it's not denying the the stuff that we don't want, but it's actually recognizing that you don't have to be gripped by the fear. You you have the power to yourself. You you're not being controlled. You can step back and actually do it. And I think also another huge part of what you were doing and what I, my intention was to help people recognize that they're not alone. Because when you're different. And I know this from being British, you know, the tall poppy syndrome, which I think there's a an essence of it here in New Zealand. Oh, just that, a little essence. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more so when it's um, the tradition and the conventions in England are very uh, staunch. And so to be different and stand out can make you feel very alone. And I think it's important to recognise for people to know that there are other weirdos out there like us. <laughs> yeah. And it gave, it gave people the courage to make their own decisions. You know, uh, previously on the show, we talked about empowered wellness. So if you guys missed that episode, definitely go back and listen because um, there was, you know, a lot of peer pressure and people had to really call on their own courage to stand their ground. And thank you, Philippa, for being, uh, you know, a proud tall poppy, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'll, I know you've done 50, I think it's 53 or so by now, uh, podcast interviews. Um, I used to be a podcaster back in the day. I mean, I know it's a lot of work, which people don't realize, but how is it going for you? And I'd love to know if there are any standout messages that you've gleaned from your guests that you want to share with our audience. Well, for me, because I always round off my interviews with a set of questions and like, who um, is there a book or person that's influenced you? Um, what do you do when you're in a funk and what's the one thing that you would change in the world? And the overall message from everybody was be the change you want to be. And I spoke to people all around the globe. And I would say a third of my guests were complete novices. The, the girl next door who was um, a great seamstress who helped out with boomerang, ba boomerang bags that to stop using plastic bags years ago. And then she start realized she tapped into what really sparked her creativity. And she started making more things. Her thing was not to use plastic. And she built a small business. And from that, she started doing workshops and then classes for um, after school. And she was a shy introvert who didn't like to stand up. But it was the process over a number of years. And I just think it's so beautiful that 
some bit, and that's the point of my doing is to show you don't have to get on the stage and shout loudly and tell everybody what your opinion is. It's really about tapping into what fulfills you, fills you up. It serves the community and the globe far and wide. Um, my first guest to launch it was a gentleman by the name of David Laws, who um, is a, he's in Australia. He came out as a gay at 50 and he reads flowers. So to be a gay flower man is slightly out there, but for me it was, and he's very vibrant and it helped people see the importance of being authentic and who you are because the number one regret of the dying is people wish they'd had the courage to be true to themselves. I actually listened to that episode. I remember when you launched your podcast and I listened to the, f the flower episode. It was great. And he was super fun. I think he's, he's in Australia. I can't remember where, yes. um, but that yeah. was a great episode. And you've got so many other great episodes. I love that question about the book. Was it what book influenced you? What well, book or person or both influ has influenced okay. you? Yeah, I'm. I would love to take that question now to our audience. If I, we would love to hear, you can email in inbox at realitycheck.radio. What book or person has influenced you? If you want to share that with us, definitely send it in, and um, we will read it um, on my pre on an upcoming episode as well. So if you can, you can put your name and also the city or the town where you're writing in from. That would be amazing. Also, um, if you want to write in for, and got any questions for my What in the World segment or my Bucket List Busters segment, you can do that too, which I'm going to ask you about your bucket list later, Philippa, as well. Uh, I wanted <laughs> to ask you, uh, I was going to ask you about your family motto. I know that you've got something that you kind of keep coming back to that keeps you, I guess, keeps you going, keeps you courageous, keeps you true to who you are. What's that? Um, well, my family motto is hope lightens difficulties, and it was given to my great-great-great-grandfather, Sir James Clark Ross, who discovered the North Magnetic Pole and the Ross Sea in Antarctica. And to me, it's like a beacon of hope. And it also reminds me, I did um, a speech at Toastmasters last week about radical acceptance, and I came across this fantastic saying from the author Anne Lamott, and it says the lighthouses don't run around the island saving boats. They stand still and shine their light. And I thought, what a great analogy. You know, that's what we, because we are, particularly as women without being sexist, we want to save the world. Mm. But the important thing, and something I learned from my guest last month, where a shamanic practitioner was just be you. Stop trying to be all things to all people. Just be you and shine your light and it will have an exponential effect. I think that's amazing advice. I think for me, that definitely resonates because I did spend many, many years running around trying to be the lighthouse, saving the people. And now I am hopefully doing a better job at being the lighthouse. Um, but I think that's such great advice for everybody, but it's hard to do. Don't you, you know, you kind of, you're standing there like the lighthouse, but then you get distracted and you run off and you try to help someone or save someone or how can we be well, the lighthouse? You're talking, to, you're, you're talking to a magpie here because I get distracted by lots of shiny things. And like you, it's been a journey to focus on one thing, but I think at the crux of um, finding your courage is connecting to what is meaningful to you. And that is where, you know, my podcast came in. I connected my passion 
for waste and the environment and human potential and link the two together because it's about minimising waste and maximising human potential. And that is the meaning behind everything that I do. Uh, and I, it's not about getting on the stage. Well, obviously, I'm doing the podcast. But if you're not someone who wants to be publicly speaking, you can help out at an event where they do recycling. It doesn't have to be big and large and running around telling everybody what they should or shouldn't be doing. Just do your part in it. And that can be more impactful anyway than telling people they're doing it wrong or that they could be doing this or that. Exactly. Um, that's That's the difficulty within the climate that we've experienced is... Uh, again, as this um, shamanic practitioner was saying, and now with the um, non-binary issue that's going on, it's the polarities. And uh, the mainstream media is really good at ramping up the polarities and pulling people in all directions. And there's a definite right or a definite wrong. And really, courage comes from having the... um, and knowing within yourself what feels right to you. But I think, as I said earlier, it's really about listening to another person's perspective and not having judging them because you haven't walked in their shoes, so you've absolutely got no idea what they've been through. You have to be compassionate as well as... And that inspires your courage. Exactly. I think about the mainstream media, what I've noticed in the last few years is definitely this stirring up of division and um, almost telling people what to think. You know, we had a lot of that virtue signaling thing going on. And, you know, if it wasn't COVID, it was Ukraine or whatever the next thing is. Um, And I think people, hopefully, people more and more, having been through that three-year experience, which we all learned lessons, different lessons for different people, I'm hoping people now can tap into their own gut or intuition more to make their own empowered choices, not so much well, this is how I should think, or this is what I should do, or this is the Facebook banner that I should put on my profile. It's, I, I would just, I would hope people are more, um, more empowered and more courageous to express their views, although it's not always easy. No, it's actually, uh, which is at the heart of everything I do is really knowing yourself and knowing what serves you. And that gives you meaning. And then um, that's like the fire in the belly that gives you the courage ultimately meaning knowing why you you think like you do you behave like you do or you feel why you do exactly and that leads me so nicely to my next question which is you know in your time and I know you've you know you've been working like in a job job and you also work for yourself and you've interviewed people around New Zealand and internationally um do you, you know how can people like we we know courage is a good thing right but how can they call on their courage. And I intentionally use the word call on because I believe everyone has intrinsic courage within, but how can they call on that courage? First of all, I mean, just remember, it's like the three R's I refer to it. So it's recognizing the resistance you have to something. What is the resistance? What is the story that you're telling yourself? This is the program that is running in the unconscious mind. And does it really have any meaning to you? Is it a truth? Because most of what uh, we are regurgitating has been programmed by other people, by society. Yeah. And so it's 
stopping and looking at that resistance for yourself. And then the next one is reframing it to suit, to serve who you are and your own meaning in life. And then reclaiming it. And and that will come from doing the work beforehand. Yeah, exactly. And and you and, you know, we will get some pushback, but having the courage to actually stand true um and continue to do or speak whatever feels right to you. But I, I agree with you, recognizing the resistance. Amazing. Uh, you know, it's interesting, and I'm so honored to be able to have this show and to interview incredible people like you. And I had someone say to me, oh, how did you get the gig on, you know, on Reality Check Radio? I said, well, number one, I've been interviewing people for 11 years, just in my own yeah. work and what I, because I love talking to people and, and bringing out the gold. But number two, the actual reason is because I was told by, you know, the people that invited me, because I had the courage to put, stick my head above the pulpit is the reason. Yeah. Yes, I've got the skills or whatever, but that's the reason. And that's interesting because sometimes when we have the courage to do what we feel called to do, be that speak or post on Facebook or ask critical questions. And, you know, I got bullied and shamed. If you guys Google me, you'll see me in in stuff, you know, twice. And I had family members ring me up and all the things. Um, But I stood true to to who I was and it wasn't easy and it's still not easy. Um, But I think sometimes when we stand true to who we are, opportunities and invitations come our way. Do you agree? Absolutely. And it also, it's a bit like going back to the classroom, you know, when that person puts their hand up and asks the question that um, 90% of the class really wish they'd had the courage to ask because you're lost. And so it gives other people courage to see as well. So it has that exponential effect. So again, it served oneself and our community and everyone at large, really. It's it's massive, yeah. And it doesn't have to be big. It's the little things that make a huge impact. Well, this might be big or small, your answer to this, but this is a question I ask all my guests. In the past year, what is one thing that you have experienced, achieved, or overcome where you truly had to up your brave? Oh, there's a few things that come to mind, but I think the biggest one is I emigrated to New Zealand 19 half years ago. And uh, after three months, I settled in Waipu, where I had been for 19 years. So I had built a lovely community of people and things like that. And my daughter's up in Kaikoui and she has two children. So they're two, aged two and four. And I was visiting them every couple of weeks of the four-hour return journey. And I got over the fact that it was um, such a drive and took a lot of time. So I just decided, why not go move? Move to a different area. And it's so lovely to be just down the road and I can take them on treats and I can go around or they can come around to me and to be a part of their lives because... They grow up so quickly. And my other grandchildren are in Dunedin, so I don't get the same opportunity. So, and really, it re- really energized me in a way because I like, new, I love doing new things and challenges. And I found um, a speakeasy group, which is like Toastmasters, but not quite so formal. And there's lots of dancing up here. And I've met some scrummy people. So it's been worth it, but hard because you have to, have the courage to step out and do things differently. 
Exactly. Well, shout out to your gorgeous community. And I think that's amazing that you're able to be there for the grandkids. I know for myself, I haven't lived in the same city as any of my family members. Oh, direct family. I do have aunts and uncles in Auckland. Um, since I was 23, I haven't had my sister or my parents in the same city. So yeah, that would be very cool to have. Are you grandma? Are you Nana? Who are you? I'm Nana. Nana. Have Nana yeah, nearby. Nana yeah, Nana Flea, because I was known as Flea, um, which is a quick way of saying Philly. Um, but it has various, I get called lots of things, but yeah, Nana. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Um, so speaking of courage, the next question I ask my guests is, what is one thing that you have on your bucket list in case my lovely community here on RCR can help you to make it happen? Well, I I took the inspiration from one of your um, first guests, um, Amy McCauley, where she was a list of 100 things. And yes. I've had on there is to do a Camino walk. And I'm actually going to England next year and doing the coastal walk in Portugal with my brother. So that's something fantastic. But the other thing is really speaking on the stage internationally. And that would be fantastic. So you want to speak internationally on a stage? Do you mean like digitally or on an actual physical stage in real life? On an actual physical stage, yes. And to do the energy work that I do at an event, yes. To be part of that energy. Yeah, I've, I've done, you know, the end of the Zoom kind of thing. And it's I, I love that connection with people. That's what's really important and, and serves me, yeah. Okay, we're going to put it out there. We'll put it out there to the universe and we'll put it out there to the people that you would love to speak at an event, um, New Zealand and or internationally on stage, meaning in real life. Uh, what particular topic or message would you love to speak on? Um, it goes with the title of my book, which I'm getting to the end of writing. Um, and it's called Life's a Load of Balls. It's having the balls and having the courage to do life as you want to, to serve you. Oh, that is so aligned with our topic today. I love it. That's so funny. Um, I've got a few other questions I'm going to throw at you that I'm just curious to know. You know, you and I have been friends for, gosh, I don't even know, maybe seven years or six years or something, but we only see each other very rarely, but it's always amazing when I do see you. Um, you where is one of your favorite places in New Zealand and why? Ooh, I have to say... Um... Waipu Cove Beach I miss it that's one thing about moving away it's my sanctuary yeah water is my sanctuary oh, I really really miss that aspect of it so whenever I get the opportunity or excuse I just go down and visit girlfriends and go to the beach and sit on the beach and um, soak up the vibes it doesn't matter what the weather's like yeah Water is, there's something about water, isn't there? You know, when I did that vision board work uh, workshop a few weeks ago, um, most of the people had water or beaches or something like that in on their vision board. There's something just magical and healing about water. Absolutely. The, I mean, the ocean is my passion, obviously linked with my ancestry, but um, yeah, it's the minerals in it. You just feel it's so liberating and it's playful. That's what I like as well, running in the sea and playing with the kids and things like that. <laughs> That's so awesome. You mentioned um, Amy McCauley. So you guys, if you're listening to this show and you haven't, you didn't see the replay of my very first episode, it was The Power, uh, what was it called? It was called How to Stay Positive in Turbulent Times. I interviewed Joe Webb and I also interviewed Amy McCauley. Um, so going back to that, Philippa, I would say... 
you are one of the most positive people, you know, joyful, fun people that I know. And I know, you know, I'm the go-to girl. I know a lot of people, right? So how do you stay, how do you personally stay positive in turbulent times? It's that optimism. I know how to, to feed myself the energy on all levels. It's not spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. And it's part of the process that I've created that actually feeds our energy system, which is the endocrine system, which actually expands our energetic field. Um, and in fact, it was, you know, my son actually said at the age of 15, 16, which is quite something for a young teenage boy to say, he's now 31, that one of the things he admired about me was my optimism because I have the ability to reframe things. Um, I'm not a worst case scenario. It's like, well, what if it turns out brilliant or better than you ever expected? The glass is definitely <laughs> full for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, on that note, you know, coming back to the courage or positive um, vibes, what guidance or, you know, tips or strategies can you share with our audience around how to stay more positive or call on their courage? Are there any specific things you think will help people? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, small incremental steps. If you remember, and also if you remember that it's taken however many decades or years you are now to do what you, if you're trying to undo something. So when you do that process of looking at what's resisting, it's actually being kind to yourself that it's going to take time to um, undo the process. And so it's really about acknowledging the good things that you do, the, the very small things. It's not just, you know, I'll be happy when. Um, be happy now and encourage yourself. It is acknowledging yourself, which we're not very good at doing. And so far as the nothing ventured, nothing gained is concerned, um, if you don't ask, you won't get. That was my mother always used to say. And I'll just give it, um, an example. I wrote to Heritage Expeditions back in 2014 and said, it's always been a lifetime ambition of mine to go to Antarctica to see where my ancestor, the landscape there. And I said, do you have a job? Don't mind if it's cleaning toilets and I'm happy to sleep in a cupboard. And in the end, I ended up getting a free trip and, and being a privileged guest on a five-week trip to Antarctica. So if you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you mentioned asking for help earlier on in the show. So I'm going to come yeah. back to that. I'm almost going to wrap up with that. Like we've come full circle because sometimes people think courage is, and you know, when I talk about upping your brave, I all, often will say, Upping your brave doesn't mean, you know, going bungee jumping or uh, it doesn't mean, you know, speaking to a crowd of people like it can be those things. But sometimes upping your brave is literally having the courage to ask for help, which is and, and also yeah. having the courage to ask for what you want, what you truly desire. And you gave such a great example there. It's like you had this dream to do this Antarctica trip and you're like, I'm willing to clean toilets. But so putting yourself out there. But I mean, part of that is having the courage to ask. And the worst case scenario, somebody turns around and says no. Yeah. You know, it's it can be life changing, 
but equally it's like if you hadn't done it in the first place you'd never know so it's really about you know going back to what i was saying earlier reframing it find a different way of doing it and you know when i started the podcast it is I find it particularly hard to ask for help. And I think a lot of women do because, you know, there's a societal expectation that we have to do life alone. And, you know, as with the premise of your uh, radio program is it's all about community. And we've all got strengths and we're there's a lot of finger pointing at what uh, attributes we don't have but look at the strengths and acknowledge the strengths that you do have and you'll find you attract people that have the opposite my two besties are incredibly left brain grounded people that actually keep me in check because I can go off in a million different directions and they bring me back and, and one girlfriend in England she's got an excel sheet for everything you know she's so organized she tells me I'm organized, but in a chaotic kind of way. And another one is very, um, she worries a lot about things. So look at how things complement you and ask, you know, that will bring the balance in by asking that person. Don't think you're any less because you don't have that skill. Just be proud of the skill that you do have. I love it. Yeah. Have the courage to be who you are, but also having the courage to ask for help when you want it. Um, how can people follow you? How can they find you and learn more of your podcast, your Instagram? Well, my website is philippaross.com and that's philippa with one L and two Ps. Uh, my podcast is Waste Not, Want Not and it's on all the platforms. I have a YouTube channel, Philippa Ross, Instagram, Twitter, I think are enthusiologists, um, as is linked. LinkedIn is Philippa Ross. And Facebook. Yeah. Amazing. And we will put those links. Um, if you want to find them, I'll definitely put them on my Facebook page, which is Up Your Brave with Natalie Cutler-Welsh. We'll put them there. And also the replay will be up. So whether you're listening to us live or later on to the replay, you can go and find out more about Philippa. So Philippa, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to add or share with our audience? No, I just think um, be a lighthouse, just shine as who you are and just be you. Have the courage to be you. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. See Thank ya. you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Take care. You've been listening to Up Your Brave with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on RCR Reality Check Radio.